Welcome to the Razan Worship Songwriting Podcast, episode 84. I'm Joel Payne. I'm Keiko Ying. And I'm David Brackenbury. And this is a podcast to equip and inspire grassroots songwriters serving their local church. In this summer holiday episode, we'll be reflecting on July's Co-Writes Challenge, listening to some of our favourites and setting a new challenge for August. And I should add, we finally got rid of Sam and got the dream team together. And so uh, welcome Keiko and David. Thank you for stepping in as guest co-hosts this month. Oh, sure. My pleasure. No worries. Keiko, you you've upped sticks this month, haven't you? And you are in you are at an international music school. Just tell us what is that? What you what are you doing? Well, um, so it's a it's a music festival and school um, that takes place every year. Well, except for last year, um, in Maine, in coastal Maine, um, it's called the Bowdoin International Music Festival, and it's really um, uh, it's it's a festival that um, sort of brings um, couple hundred students in to take lessons from the faculty here and then it's a combination of um, faculty giving concerts, students giving concerts, lessons, um, master classes. Um, So it takes about six weeks and um, yeah so this is kind of our second home here. Yeah have you been doing this for years then? Yes. Um, my husband, who is a classical violist, he plays in the Ying Quartet. He and his brother, who's a cellist, they are the artistic directors of the festival. And um, so they play a pretty major role. Um, and then I, I normally um, perform some and teach some, um, uh, except for this year, I decided to take some time off and just be mom and take care of take care of three kiddos oh good so, for you what do you have to do to yeah. get in the yin quartet though i feel like you're very well qualified and, and yet you'd have to usurp you'd have to usurp my brother-in-law <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> of course some kind of injury i do have to say though that my, the highlight for this summer for me one of the highlights is that i got to meet for the very first time another 12 song challenger face to face Aside from my dad, I love who, who just joined time. this year. Yes. Yeah. Who was it? Yes, she really exists. Um, Catherine Miller. So Catherine uh. lives um, about an hour from where we are. And when she saw on Facebook yeah. that um, we were going to be here, she contacted me and said, hey, do you want to get together? So we met up um, at a beach. Oh. Um, and it was great. It was great. That is so lovely. Which Catherine is it? Because is it Catherine with a K or a C? Catherine with a K. With a K. There we go. So we've got two yes. Catherine Millers. Um, oh, well, that's absolutely wonderful. Um, David, I understand you also met with quite a number of 12 Song Challenge participants last month because you were with us at the Worship Songwriting Retreat, which went ahead, uh, as I predicted it would on the podcast. And um, we had a pretty fantastic time, about 35 of us there, masked up at various points. But generally speaking, it, the, the restrictions didn't seem to be too much of an impediment, did they, David? And what, are your, what are your reflections, um, recollections anecdotes yeah i mean i didn't have to make any efforts to meet up with any other 12 song challenges i just sat in the lounge at wydale and they all tripped past me which was um, which was wonderful um yeah it's my third retreat i think um we had the heads up from you that it would go ahead even with the stage of restrictions which was really helpful um 
So the stuff that was inside, we were in smaller groups for our feedback groups. Uh, we weren't singing together inside. So when we could, we were blessed with some good weather. We got out in the grounds, um, had a couple of acoustic worship sessions, which were just really special. I think for many people, it was the first time they'd heard other voices around them in worship for, for over a year. Um, we discovered the, the power of the harmonized hum in some oh, of yeah. the indoor sessions as we <laughs> could kind of do that. And and I know some of the people have taken that back to their own churches in that gap period until we've been able to sing again just just this last Sunday. Um, so yeah, I think the change has worked, worked really well. Um, I think one of the highlights is always the Tuesday night concert. I think this is the first year I've been there where every single person who's been on the retreat has performed a song, which was very special. And mm. we did it outside. Um, and we did it outside on the evening that England had beaten Germany, which was just like um, everything was falling into place for a, for a wonderful evening. So um, you'd gone through some kind of Facebook cryouts to get some um, outdoor lights, which just made it a, a magical, magical atmosphere. And we just finished just in time for the 11 o'clock curfew where silence needed to fall. And we, we got the last song in just. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, I was just I was just curious what the format is like. Um, I keep seeing these beautiful pictures and clips of videos on Facebook, but when you go to these retreats, what what is it like? Do you have time to yourself to write, and then you break off into smaller groups and play what you have so far for each other, or what's what's kind of a, a typical day like? Yeah, so a typical day has all of those elements in it. So um, usually you have some um, kind of full group sessions, which will have some teaching. Sometimes that is kind of much more kind of uh, Bible teaching. Sometimes it's much more around the kind of practical craft of songwriting and some kind of skills around that. So that's the entire group. And then each of the um, delegates who are there are assigned to a a small feedback group, um, about six or eight other people. It was smaller this year because of restrictions. So that's where you really get a chance to kind of play your songs and get feedback from the group. And then you can also book in um, one or two one-to-one sessions with the um, retreat leaders uh, to get kind of 10 or 15 minutes with with them just to to go through a song, just one-on-one. Loads and loads of time to be um, on your own, loads of time to be with each other. There were Before the challenge was announced, there were plenty of people meeting up and and doing co-writes, which was just very exciting. Um, and again, quite a lot of that was done outside because of restrictions. And so the, the place is just awash with, with instruments and with songs being born. Is there like a theme that you go into it knowing that you're going to write songs on a particular theme or is it just whatever's on your heart? Yeah, I think it's whatever's on your heart. I mean, the um, the first two I did, the email comes through from Joel about... Um, a month before to say, right, we're a month away, um, start writing something now, bring something new, uh, which feels less of an issue when we're already caught up in a 12-song challenge because there's always something new. Um, but yeah, the idea is to actually start the retreat with something that's fairly fresh, something that you are still able to to take some feedback and some um, critique on. This was probably the first time that almost everyone there was participating in the challenge, wasn't it? So... It, what was really lovely this time was so many people. Like I got to meet Ian Edgson in real life. I just like he's a, he's a star <laughs> yeah, of the too. forum, and you just think, come on, I want to meet him. And he didn't disappoint in any way, um, and no. and a whole bunch of other people as well. And so you saw that all these people come together, going, "Oh, that's you! You're so much shorter than I thought you'd be," or whatever it might be, because <laughs> you have these expectations, don't you? I think lovely that we did the online concert last year because you got a bit of a glimpse of people, but still meeting people in the flesh is, mm. was really lovely 
someday. Yeah. I'm going to make a retreat someday. That would be that would be awesome. Then there are just two people who were not um, part of the 12 Song Challenge who have immediately signed up for the 12 Song Challenge yeah. um, and were just like, yeah, I need to be part of this. Well, we are going to do it again next year. And I, I think I mentioned previously, we're going to up the stakes a little bit. Um, we're just... We're throwing everything at it to try and get KK to come. But I think unless we can do a kind of an entire family holiday at a different time of year, it might be difficult. But we're going to go. So next year, it is going to happen. It's on from the 26th to the 30th of June. It's going to run for, how many nights is that? Four nights, Sunday through to Thursday. Um, we're going to increase the capacity so that we can take up to 60, 70 people we'll run it a little bit differently because it's going to have a bigger feel this might be something of a one-off we're just so determined that all these people who've been meeting on online over the last few years get a chance to come get together and meet one another um so got various speakers geraldine latty is going to come again and and i've asked geraldine if she'll take on a bit more of the the load in terms of speaking and teaching she's absolutely wonderful she just she knows more about songwriting than anyone i know i think um, uh, jeremy begbie is going to come and do a session or two for us and the amazing rachel wilhelm will be in the house too we're going to have options for whether you camp or you have your own room or you share a room or you might maybe even find a local b&b or something just so we're going to have all of those kind of things um and i think he says say it quietly but i think we might try and record a live album while we're there as well I think that would make it super fun oh, too. I mean, come perfect. on, what a what a congregation, what yeah. a group of singers. So um, it's on, it's going to happen, um, and um, I'll start publishing info about it so you can start booking your flights and your trains and borrowing bikes and whatever else you need to do to get there very soon. Fantastic. We've also had Matt doing his second computer recording webinar. Were either of you yes. in attendance or did you catch up on that one? Yes, I, I, I was there at the second one. <laughs> Yeah, I've not caught up yet. I was ill. Oh, they're great. I feel like I need to go back and um, watch it again. It was the second one was uh, quite a bit more detailed um, and involved a lot of things I didn't know about. So um, but it was it was fantastic. Yeah, that is available now online as a recording because I was away. We haven't quite got it up onto the, the main resound pages yet. But, you know, whenever you're looking for anything 12 Song Challenge, Go and, you know, put in resoundworship.org forward slash 12 song challenge and go to the pages there because we keep a little blog with stuff happening and, and info about what is going on. 12 song challenge. Well, the last month we have spent co-writing. I got mine in very early because I was going off on holiday a few days into the month and then um, Sam was off as well. Um, but it's been a a pretty brilliant experience, I think. I hope. Um, I enjoyed it. And one of the things I have absolutely loved is logging on to the the Slack um, channel to find out who's co-written with whom. And then you see these names together and you think, <laughs> oh, it's the dream team. I can't believe it. I can't wait. And you have to click it because you want to know what's going to happen. It reminds me a little bit of when we did the hero songs. And you had a similar thing because you, you got the name of the hero. And you thought, I've got to hear that song. I've got to hear that song. Um, and honestly, there, there were times when I literally... I'm a bit like this. I do cry easily. But I sort of looked at the pairing of names and I just welled up a bit because I just thought, oh, how how amazing that these, you know, <laughs> Eric Graff and James Martin, different sides of the world have just paired up to write a song together and, you know, whoever it might be. Um, and, oh, Keiko Ying and Dave Forey as well. Is it Forey? Forey? Forey. Forey. 
Fori. We always have to check pronunciations of surnames. <laughs> I'd throw that one in there. Um, so I found it really encouraging just to see it happening. Um, and I'm interested... I thought we might just start by just reflecting a little bit on our own experience of the co-writing. And then, um, David, I know you've been doing Uncle Duties this month and you can dig more into what's actually been written. So Keiko, how about you? How did you find this experience writing with your dad? Oh, I I loved this challenge. Um, I mean, of course I loved it, being able to write with my dad. And I think it was the first time officially we really worked um, together on something. Um, I mean, just in the abstract, I love the challenge because I feel like I can get kind of in my own ruts, um, the, my way of saying things or my way of singing something. And for what we're doing, if we're trying to write for a congregation, um, it just makes sense to be writing with someone else who can, um, uh, you can bounce ideas off of. Because um, if you're wanting to end up with something that many people can a sing and um, and you want to have lyrics that um, anyone can can sort of honestly sing or say. Then um, yeah, I just loved being able to um, kind of get out of my rut and be able to bounce ideas off of him. And um, just the collaboration was was so much fun. Um, and now we have this song that's sort of like our song, um, and we will just always have that. How did you find the dynamic of it? How did you approach it together? It was it was interesting. One thing I really loved with him, I actually did two, um, and they were both so much fun. One was with my dad, and one was with Frank Woolham, um, and both were both were so much fun. Just my experience with my dad, though. I mean, we kind of early on, right away, decided, okay, we're gonna we're gonna try this together, and I loved having kind of common ground. I'll say spiritually, um, just, mm. I mean, um, obviously because he's my dad and, um, and I'm very lucky to have a dad who I admire and who was just, um, really instrumental in um, kind of helping me form my spiritual life as a child. Um, but anyway, um, just, we had that as a common ground. So, um, it come very quickly to kind of what we wanted to say and how we wanted to say it. Mm-hmm. And um, so in this case, we talked about what we wanted to write about. We wanted to write out of Jonah. That was his idea. Um, and right away, somehow just in talking to him, it sparked all these ideas about trying to um, relate our or my experience of life to or to find myself in the story of Jonah Um so we, we talked back and forth quite a lot um, and settled on this idea that God's grace toward us is unrelenting, despite um, the fact that we may run away from Him, despite our own stubborn hearts, um, that His grace toward us is just, it just never stops. So with that kind of as our main theme, we went forward. I did a lot of... Um, a lot of the lyric writing, we, well, we, of course, we did it together. Um, and then he he helps a lot. He's just an incredible melodist. Do you call mm. it a melodist? <laughs> he his, his melodies are beautiful. <laughs> melodies are beautiful. So I don't know. Um, yeah. So we we came up with something that we just uh, was so much fun, and we um, yeah. I think I think I can speak for. Him. I think we both like it. <laughs> How about you, David? You you teamed up with Matt Osgood. I did. <clears throat> so um, so Matt has produced um. The songs that I've written in the past, so I've used his worship song recording 
Um, service to get some of my songs out there. Um, and I think for me, one of the extra challenges of this month is it wasn't one of those two part challenges. Um, you just kind of said co-write. Um, and I think like Keiko's just described, mm. one of the key things of co-writing is how do you find somebody who is going to be coming from a similar place to you? Not necessarily musically, not necessarily in terms of style, but with the message that you want to be able to, to kind of write. So we've had quite a lot of people who have, have come from the same church, for example. I think that's probably one of the reasons why. So I knew that Matt had been um, doing quite a lot of work in terms of getting ready for churches, um, his church to return back into the building, moving on from Zoom mm-hmm. services. And um, what I really felt that um, I wanted to write into was how do we as church connect that gathered congregation and that online congregation who for many of us is going to be church of the, of the kind of foreseeable future where there are two different yeah. communities coming together as one, as one community. Um, and so I kind of went to Matt and said, this is my thought. What, what do you reckon? Would it kind of connect with you guys and your place? And he thought it would. And so we um, started to work something up. Um, I kind of did a, a first draft of a couple of, well, I think I sent a chorus through first time and said, where do you reckon? Should it start on the beat or should it start? Da, da, da. And then um, worked on some verses. Um, and I think probably ours, rather than having lots of discussions around the, the finer points, it was more we kind of pass it backwards and forwards and the next one that would come back would be yeah. a step to change into something else. So for example, the chorus that we've ended up with is completely, completely different from where it started just by trying to explore the concept of giving it some space um, and, and really kind of changing where it went. And I'm in the process of, um, I've roped in a number of the 12 Song Challenge community to record some um, echoes into the chorus of that, um, which he's, is coming on well. It's just great to be able to drop a, a message on the Facebook thread and suddenly I've kind of a dozen, if not more, um, really talented singers and musicians saying, yeah, I record <laughs> something. So yeah, that was um, that was fab. Used it in church on Sunday um, to try and really explicitly state that connection between um, our gathered um, in the room community and our online community. David, you are so good at writing the songs and then using them in church, and your CCLI returns must be going through the roof. <laughs> Shh. <laughs> um, so I had a go at writing with Sam, um, and. Again, that was, that was fun. And the way it worked for us was we had a little chat just to pin down a theme. And Sam said, well, look, I'm writing a book on um, some stuff to do with Easter for next year. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to give that away or not. But anyway, <laughs> and um, so it'd be good to have a song connected to that. So we just picked, we went through a few Easter themes and, and said, what have we not got? Well, actually, Road to Emmaus. Why don't we look at that? And then Sam went away, sent me some just some... Um, fragments of lyrics just a, a, a collection of fragments none of them really connected just little couplets and little words and little ideas and then i picked out a couple of lines that that kind of grabbed me and thought of a little tune a chord progression sent him back i think four lines maybe of a song um and then he wrote turned it into several verses and i destroyed his verses and wrote some more you know you, you kind of keep going bouncing back and forth and then he said how about this chorus and i took his chorus and refined it and it was a really nice process the bit actually to be honest we found hardest was when we then got on zoom and tried to do it live because then we were sort of oh um what oh you want oh you want those words um oh i thought it would go, i don't it, it felt less less easy at that point maybe that reflects 
our combined characters or relationship or I don't know. Whereas I imagine for other people, maybe the bit of doing it on Zoom was the exciting oh, last or doing it in person. Yeah, great. Now we actually get to bounce it off each other. But I, th- I think in some ways we, that little bit of space, maybe I'm just speaking for myself, actually. I like a, I like a little bit of space to think and reflect and refine and then, and then um, bounce something back. Good fun, though. Um, I asked a few of our participants how it's been going on, on um, Facebook and um, just a few responses we had here. Caroline, um, who said that when she and Nikki wrote, they um, Caroline did most of the tune and Nikki did most of the words and that's the kind of the way it worked for them. Um, deciding what to write about turned out to be the easy bit, which is nice. Samuel um, started his song, Samuel Hurl, at the retreat writing with Sharon so Sharon was new to resound but booked in on the retreat and came along and he said he had this little um said well I'll read it shall I (laughs) he says co-writing definitely produced a song I would never have written on my own we started with a core sequence I've been playing around with for some time then Sharon sang a melody line uh using one line of scripture and that set the shape and direction of the song um Shelley who finds lyrics easier really enjoyed having someone to help with the music um Matt Weeks my my serial co-writer friend um said doing it more frequently practicing doing it makes it easier it gives you a better result um and interestingly suzanne said i co-wrote the month before and then i just kind of like oh it's just gonna be i haven't got the time this month and and so on but then said but i do hope we do more co-write challenges because i really like doing them um interestingly olwyn um was she said she tried Geraldine's tag team method of co-writing so it's kind of you do it and then you hand it over and they work in it and then you take it and you hand it over and they work in it there's something that came up at the retreat um but she also thought maybe it would be easier working in the same place with someone you have a good strong relationship with there's a lot of vulnerability says all in being creative with other people and i think it helps a degree of trust and understanding between the two or more parties otherwise you end up skating around things by trying mm. not to offend each other which mm. i think is totally true Mm -hmm. and then um mike who wrote with elise mike clifford wrote with elise and actually i did listen to that recording and elise is singing it and then some recorder comes in and i'm that must be mike presumably Um, but and he says i wonder if the posted songs are of a higher than usual standard as a result of the collaborations because he found it harder to comment meaningful on the completed songs and that's a really interesting point Mm. um and and maybe in some ways I felt a little bit like that as well. I sort of felt if I throw a comment in here, I'm not quite sure who's going to take it mm. or, or, or what's going to happen to it. And likewise, when we received comments, you didn't quite know whether do I respond to this? Do I We have to throw it back in into the melting pot? But he also said maybe next month it'll be collabs in groups of four and then in September groups of eight and so on until there's only one song in the 12th month. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that is a really brilliant idea. Um, <laughs> so... We want to hear um, some of what all of you have been writing. And David, as forum uncle this month, has been paying attention very carefully to the various things that have been happening. Um, So, David, over to you to guide us through the July challenge. Yeah, so so this challenge took me straight back to school days. So we were at the songwriting retreat and um, through a combination of sleep deprivation, dogged determination... Um, actual threats of moving Joel's breakfast tray, um, we managed to get 24 hours advance warning of the notice of what the challenge was. And um, why it took me back to school days is because 
I heard more than one time somebody go up to somebody and say, my friend would really like to co-write with you. Would you consider it? And it was just like... <laughs> when people started relationships in the playground, it was, it was quite spectacular to watch. Um, and then well, the, the other disco. reason... It yeah. was, school disco. And then the other reason it reminded me of school is because this has been such a crazy popular year. We are already having to move on to the second thread. Um, and that took me to that kind of the school trips or when you went up to the swimming pool and you had to kind of go in pairs and hold hands. And I think the co-write was just a way of making sure that everybody got across to the new forum safely. You had your little buddy to look out for and make sure that they arrived safe and sound in the new place. So um, 12 Song Challenge, making sure that nobody gets left behind feels like um, a really important tagline that we need to add. Um, it was really helpful. Some people really early on on the forum started to kind of live out their co-writing process through their comments thread. Um, and, and and that, I think, helped some other people work out how they might approach it, what the balance was between Zoom meetings, between email exchanges. And um, when I give feedback on the challenges, I don't have the kind of musical theory knowledge of, of you guys. I, I can kind of think if something sounds nice, but I don't particularly know why it sounds nice or what it is about it that sounds nice. So I go into kind of full-on geek mode. And my full-on geek mode is to think of the different groupings that, that we had. Um, and so I've kind of made a list that came from the forum in terms of what triggered those pairings, what brought those pairings together. Um, and as I go hmm. through them, um, I have actually categorised every single song submission up to the time of us um, recording this. So I'll just drop a couple of the pairings in that I think fit that category. So for me, one that was really exciting, there were co-writes that came out of the songwriting retreat. So people who were there together, who kind of said before they left, let's actually make this happen. So Ian Edgerton and Emma hmm. Billington wrote together. Alwyn, um, who we've heard a quote from, and, and Leslie Kennedy. Um, David Cottrell and Jonathan Knight, just a couple there, but there were um, seven or eight different pairings that came from the songwriting retreat. We had some transatlantic partnerships, which is absolutely amazingly exciting, but additionally exciting is a number of those came out of the United Adoration Day Retreat, which is just absolutely fantastic things. If you can ever clear that time in your diary mm. to get there, um, our American friends get up at crazy o'clock to make it happen. Um, and so we had um, Elise Massa and Mike Clifford wrote from that one um eric graff and james martin in a transatlantic collaboration i don't think that came out of the ua retreat and um rebecca beast and rachel wilhelm um, wrote a great song together so again just the wonderful use of technology um there were other songs that came out of partnerships and contributions that have already happened in previous um months so somebody kind of uh, really supports somebody by putting a bit of a kind of bass riff to something or doing some kind of keyboard over it and then they decided to use that and actually collaborate together so phil johnson and philip laycock did that and um we had a great submission from hunter lynch and, and daniel mount who i think have met through the through the forum and then we had loads of family partnerships we had um husband and wife mm. i think we had four of those we had father and daughter um Ben was winning with his 13-year-old daughter. Then, then one entry has just arrived today with, I think it was a seven-year-old daughter. So he's been top trumped there. Um, we had father and son. Um, just really exciting, the, the kind of um, relationships that were coming out there. Um, Co-writes with someone who's part of the church. So again, what, what Keiko was saying in terms of writing with her dad, just some of that kind of shared experience and shared language. Um, co-write with a partner not on the challenge i guess my hope had been we might roughly have half the number of songs because we had like two people <laughs> working on a song but um that nobody else seemed to get that memo 
Uh, we had some non-English partnerships, so Michael Winter and John Stammers wrote together. Um, we had a bilingual partnership, so Chloe Rose and Hans um, Schanowski um, wrote a song that could be singing both English and German, which was just absolutely mind-blowing. Some that I think you assigned, Joel, so you doing your kind of full-on mm. Simon Cowell, One Direction matching thing, um, gave us Irene Bomb and Ian More Silla Black than Simon Cowell, Black. I think. <laughs> Um, Don Bradley and Jacob. Sorry, that's a British cultural reference. <laughs> um, we had some crazy um, co-writes. So Jason Hufferdine went out to his entire Facebook list and said, okay, what would you want to ask God? And um, weaved those into to a song. Uh, we had some people who did multiple co-writes. I do not know how you had the time. So um, Chloe again, Stephen Sloss, Matt Weeks, um, Keiko, Hansi. Just lots and lots of people. We had Resound Royalty, Andy Clark and Matt Weeks. And then the final category, those that were formed in the crucible that is the Resound Worship Songwriting Podcast with Sam and Joel. You've never had a song in so early in the month, Joel. Um, Sam's clearly a very, very good influence. And I think an honourable mention to a couple of people who, who needed to use their jokers just because life is really busy at the moment. There's some particular extra demand. So a couple of people very early in the month played their joker and um, just really lovely, again, to see the support of the community in terms of praying with people around the busyness of life and some of the challenges that life brings. So that's a bit of a whistle-stop tour of what brought people together. And it generated some absolutely amazing songs, which I think we've got a chance to listen to, to some of those now. So um, shall we make a start with... Um, let's make a start with Andrew Finden and Joy Morgan, who um, they are in a church together. And that church is about to welcome a new pastor in the coming months. And they've already set the theme for what that welcome service is going to be. Um, And in English, he's kind of translated to it that it's essentially taking care of the forest. So the address of the church is translated at the forest. So that was the kind of imagery that they they picked up. Um, And you get the sense of how much that would connect with that congregation because of where they are kind of physically in, in the building, in the immediate environment. But because the imagery within it is so universal, it's not just kind of boxed onto onto that church. Um, they move from really strong verses to take you through creation, Jesus' death, his resurrection, and then eternity. Verse 4 um, says this, O God who's planting a garden, where weapons are turned into shears, where striving cease in your presence, O come, Lord, and dry every tear. Secure in the vine of our Saviour, all nations will come to your throne, nourished by your perfect presence forever you've made us your own just um, an amazing end to an amazing song so yeah the first one for this month is andrew and joy with oh god who planted the garden oh god who wept in the garden and carried the tree of our curse cut from the land of the living your body was laid in the earth just as a seed must be buried in order to cultivate life into the grave you descended we would be Sons of 
So then um, the next song was one that came out of a partnership that was formed at the songwriting retreat. And this is Samuel Hurl and Sharon Johnson, who wrote a song called Your Word. Um, it started as an improvised session um, coming from Psalm 119. And they both joined the early morning prayer meeting. I say early morning, half past eight prayer meeting at Wydale. And this had been uh, one of the passages that they'd read. Um, Samuel talks about having had a kind of chord sequence and progression in his mind for a while and then Sharon just singing singing over it and they describe on the thread this kind of backwards and forwards production some Zoom sessions involved just to kind of shape things up but a real joint effort and um, yeah they've just ended up with a beautiful song uh, a beautiful melody um, Keiko had also commented on this one in terms of how that um, the kind of chords descend and just really um, build something quite beautiful musically so yeah Samuel Hurl and Sharon Johnson Your word is a lamp for my feet a light for my path oh Lord You are my refuge and my strength So I'll understand Help me to delight in your word I've set my heart on what you say so interesting to me how um the music that you choose can inform the way you process the lyrics so if you just look at the lyrics your word is a lamp for my feet a light for my path oh lord but somehow putting um it in a minor key and then that amazing kind of descending chromatic line that you hear over and over again i love that it gives this kind of darker kind of searching quality um which i i just 
I just loved that, that layering, because you feel like you're in a space that is maybe uncertain, you know, our experience of life is, is uncertain, and it's sometimes dark, but it's, um, but then you're sort of preaching to yourself in a way you're speaking to your soul, you're, you're reminding yourself of what is true, um, as you're winding our way through, through life, that the, that the Lord's um, word is, is, is true and trustworthy and can guide us. So I, I really loved this, this song. David, what else have you got for us? So yeah, the next one is um, from Hunter Lynch and Daniel Mount, a song called Come as Children. Um, another really, really strong submission from two writers who have just been fantastically strong throughout the various challenges that you have thrown at them. Um, I think they're still working out whether they keep the chorus or not. They've had um, some kind of mixed reviews on that. Their song is um, is a hymn-like song and takes the singer through different stages of, of life with the encouragement at the end of each verse, let the children come to me. So verse three starts, are you rich and needing nothing? Is your wealth a mountain tall? Would you turn from Jesus grieving if he bids you leave it all? Just um, such powerful lyrics and um, and the melody of that they are sung to just really accentuates the message it's just a fantastically strong song actually he's getting rid of that verse oh. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it matters people will then hear that it, it once existed yeah <laughs> that's how that's how good this song is that <laughs> getting rid of a verse like that imagine the rest of it <laughs> Are you young and full of wonder As the children on that day No disciple voices thunder Christ would not turn them away He will give you salvation if your eager heart believes hear his loving invitation let the children come to me are you wise by You will not be 
Oh, it's, I really like this one. I think that's such a complete sounding song. Again, it must be part of that collaboration thing. Or it just, you know, these are really skillful guys. But um, quite a lot of really complete sounding songs arriving this month. Yeah. Yes. Okay, then the next song that we're going to look at came out of one of the United Adoration retreats, and this was with Elise Massa and Mike Clifford. Um, They posted a lead sheet, and the first thing that caught my attention is the lead sheet started with a chorus. So the first words were, without your help, we cannot continue. And I thought that was a desperate cry out to the community to kind of get them going again. I thought they'd become stuck. Uh, And then I read on and listened to the song and realised it was actually just the start of the chorus. And... um, a chorus that was addressed to God, not to the other members of the 12-song challenge. Um, A great reminder of God's goodness, again, throughout the challenges of life, with each verse bringing out a different part of the Trinity. Um, A beautiful arrangement with the addition of Mike on his whistle, I think he confirmed it was on the um, Slack thread, Um, just really complimented the the, um, kind of arrangement. It was just a a lovely surprise when it came in and just, um, yeah, really added something very, very special. So yeah, Elise Massa and Mike Clifford with the goodness of God. The goodness of our God. it's amazing that they created um such a kind of a this timeless hymn-like quality uh within the range of a six that's hard Mm. to do and they Mm. um and then um so the final song i think is um going to be somebody who's already had a mention but he roped in his daughter as a co-writer so ben and isabel gibbons um ben immediately was up front that i'd written this with his daughter who was 13 which I thought was an attempt to fend people off from um, being too kind of harsh mm. with their comments. Um, they just wanted to say it was wonderful. Uh, but there was no need because it genuinely was a, a wonderful song. He talked about how it was drawn from a prayer in Toza's Pursuit of God. He hasn't yet clarified whether it was him or Isabel reading that book. Um, but it was the kind of start of the song. Just some really fresh ways of saying things in the lyrics of the verses. Um, I will I will choose the verse three again. Says above comfort, above carefree days, an easy life and jobs well paid. I'll take the cross, regard your ways, be above all. And then a chorus that was just so beautiful with their harmonies together. Um, and you could definitely imagine with that one being part of a congregation as you sang that together, especially with Sunday just gone for us in the UK. It was the Sunday that churches were um, allowed to start singing again in the buildings. 
Um, so yeah, I think with that fresh in my mind, listening to that song, um, the the harmonies in particular that Ben and Isabel found were just really beautiful on a on a great song. So Ben and Isabel with "Be Above All." Above all. Treasures that this world provides, adornments of this transient life. As long as you are glorified, be above all, above dearly loved and distant friends. Reputation prominence I'll be unknown if you are praised Be above all Above all Be above all Lord. Nothing else besides David, any other quick honourable mentions that you couldn't squeeze in? Yeah, so um, I, I like Jason Hufferdine's um, approach to songwriting. I think I mentioned it in the in the various groups. Just seemed really creative and a great conversation starter for your uh, Facebook friends, living out your faith in front of people. Um, Irene Baum um, and Ian Weeks. Irene's been a regular at the songwriting retreat and um, her songs um, have such a, a lovely style with them. So their collaboration was um wonderful to listen to and Doug Spires and Tim Goodson with everything to me um, worked right up through to a full mix full produced mm-hmm. version uh, which was just astounding in the time frame but a, a cracking song as well Keiko any that caught your eye or ear um, there were so many um, I, I was also I think you mentioned already but I was also pretty amazed by um, Chloe and Hans um, collaboration on a song that where they managed to sing it both in English and in German, create versions for both. Um, and I thought harmonically it was so, so interesting. Um, the song is about the awe that we have for, for the Lord. Um, Signs and wonders are shaped by your hands, starry skies, expansive lands, valleys and seas, stones will never cease. Um, just talking about his beauty and kind of there's a sense of wonder. And they did an incredible job of harmonically um, using these sort of chords that are outside of um, the normal um, uh, scale to, I feel like, beautifully highlight that sense of awe and wonder for the Lord. Fantastic. And I'll do a little shout out to um, Timo and Hansi, father and son, no, son and father combo uh, with their song, A Little Bit of Faith. Just just have a listen. It's such a hooky chorus. Uh, really enjoyed that one. So I'm going to watch Joel's face on the Zoom screen as I say this. Um, there isn't a prize for Star of the Month, so it's not going to eat into the Resound budget. Um, but it's been a co-write month, and there are two Stars of the Month that just are inseparable in terms of their contribution throughout. So I think we should have a joint award this month. Um, they have been so generous consistently through the month in their contributions to so many people's songs. Um, digging deep into um, feedback, highlighting particular strengths and then honing in on some areas that they can 
give some really specific suggestions. Sometimes it's about lyrics, sometimes it's about flow, sometimes it's some kind of melody or chord progressions. Um, some of the responses have been so lengthy um, as they've provided that really comprehensive feedback and the response from the writers has been really positive in terms of the direction that it's pushed those songs in. So the stars of the month for July are Donald Carvel and Stacey Regan. Thank you so much, Donald and Stacey, for all of your Woo! contributions this month. Great choice. <laughs> challenge. The challenge for August is to write God songs. What does that mean, you ask? Aren't we all writing God songs all the time? And yes, of course we are. Um, but uh, to borrow the title of Paul Bosch's book, um, what we're going to try and do this month is write songs that are about God and not about us. Uh, now, for some of us, that comes very naturally out of a theme and so on. Um, but I think this would be quite an interesting constraint to put on. So the idea, uh, another way of putting it, if you want to sound really posh, is songs of divine agency. So they're songs about God, what God does, rather than about what we do. Um, we often say, I worship, or we this, or so on. So to make this especially fun... I'm going to ban certain words from your songs. You are not allowed to use the word I or we or any related contractions like I'll or weed or weave or so on with, you know, apostrophes. So you cannot say I or we. You can use me or us because that makes you the object, not the subject. So in so that's the point, if we get really picky, the agency is God's. And if the agency is God's, then, you know, you have blessed us, that is God. But there, there's it, really. That's the challenge. Try and write songs um, which focus more on God than us. And we are banning the personal pronouns as the subject in in the song anywhere interestingly i had a look through the top 25 songs in um the uk ccli charts and i think i found three that fit that criteria um which were let's have a look you can have a little think you can have a guess silently and then so i thought for example in christ alone surely it's all about and it is until the last lines always i stand here in the i live and so on um 10,000 Reasons is so close, but then it just finishes the chorus with I'll worship your holy name. Um, so many of them. But What a Beautiful Name is entirely God. God, God, God. That's really interesting. How Great is Our God, unsurprisingly. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Sing with me. It's fine. So interestingly, uh, that's an example of one. It's sung, it's sung to each other because one of the difficulties with this could be that you end up singing to God a sort of list of stuff that he already knows. Um, and that's always that can be one of the challenges can't it, in writing and then the other one was the lion and the lamb which appears to not use the words i or we or any other derivative of them um, how does that sound keiko and david uh it sounds tricky uh when, when you first introduced it i i thought we weren't allowed to use me or us or, or any any reference to the self and so i was like oh boy mm. how, how are we gonna do this um but I, I think it's good. I mean, I think it, like you said, there's nothing wrong with saying I, mm. um, I or we, but it, uh, this challenge is going to sort of force us to, um, to focus on God and his attributes. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of the, do, do you guys use 
the prayer as, as kids acts, the, mm-hmm. the sort of adoration, confession, Thanksgiving, supplication. I was always so bad at the adoration part. It always somehow turned into asking him for things. So I think, I think it'll feel a little bit like this, like um, kind of, kind of force, forcing, forcing us to really focus on, on the Lord and not necessarily on how I feel. Um, I, I guess the question of how challenging it will be will will be lived out in the first couple of weeks of the challenge as we um, start writing songs. I do fear my submission is going to be a little bit like when we used to do with Christ in the Vessel in Sunday school, and you just used to kind of mute one of the words as you went through. <laughs> I think I'll just sing it with them. I and me, but just um, silence myself. Uh, but hopefully I'll manage to find a line that doesn't include that. It's like those radio versions, isn't it, of songs that you're listening to on the radio. Think, was there a gap in that yeah. line? I think, oh, right, yes. <laughs> that could sound really, really questionable, couldn't it? Um, just to, I think, reiterate Keiko's point, the point here is that not that there's anything wrong with using I and we. It's really important that we do. We, we, we are worshippers, so we are active in this thing. Of course we are. Um, but the challenge is to say, what if you can't? What if you can't use those words? Um, what are you going to say? How are you going to write it? We've had other times where we set you a limit on the number of notes you could use or we put you in a certain time signature and, and bits like this. And they're often there just to kind of push us in into this idea of we're always slightly writing into a box. The box is always defined a bit by our congregation, our experience, our culture, or various things. And, and this is one of those, um, or the Bible, this is one of those things that just pushes us into an extra um, little box. Hopefully that's clear. I can I can slightly imagine the the questions that are going to fly around on Facebook forum following this. Oh well, I put this word. Well, you can't have that word. Well, what about this one? Can I use it? Can I do it in French? Can I? <laughs> so whatever. Uh, hopefully this translates to other languages. Um, uh, I think it does. I think you get the idea. I think you get the spirit of it. Um, and then well, it should have woof, a lot of God songs by the end of August. That's all for this month. There is another United Adoration mini retreat on the 7th of August, 9.30am UK time, middle of the night, everywhere else. Uh, So do sign up for that. I'm not sure exactly who's running that one, but that'll be happening again this month. We'll put a link on um, on the web pages. Um, Huge thank you to Keiko and David for co-hosting this month. And our featured song is going to be a song, I think we mentioned it a, a few months back, but um, Keiko and Kate Blewett entered a, a song in the Church of the Servant New Psalm contest in 2020, and they won. Did you win? Did you co-win? We, we co-won. You co-won. It's, just not, it's like sharing the gold medal, isn't it? But that's okay. It's shared gold medal. Um and so we're going to hear that one to end the podcast. Bring us back, oh God, Psalm 85. Bring us back, oh God, and save your stand the tide of justice Save us from the flood.
Justice ties in motion, pushes 